0: This is a GRDC podcast. Today's podcast is all about uncovering Russian activity deep inside the Australian landscape. Now you haven't stumbled onto that well-known Russia-focused podcast. I'm Matt Bevan and this is Russia If You're Listening. a podcast. It's a podcast about the Russian wheat aphid and I'm Chris Brown. Since 2016, when populations of Russian wheat aphid were first confirmed in South Australia's mid-north, the aphid can now be found in large areas of South Australia, Victoria, southern New South Wales and even parts of Tasmania. Dr Paul Yaminer is an entomologist and director at CSAR, a Melbourne-based agricultural pest research and control facility. Dr Uminer has been closely researching Russian wheat aphids since 2016 and has gained valuable insights into the pest behaviour and its potential impact on crops. He's speaking with Stacey Wordsworth. What
1: are the telltale signs that you've got a population in,
2: in a crop? The the way that growers or agronomists would typically find new infestations of Russian wheat aphid in their paddock or or in a new region will be the damage symptoms to the plants. So the damage symptoms are characterised by streaking of the cereal plants and also, I guess, typically uh, leaf rolling, which is quite symptomatic of Russian wheat aphid infestations.
1: Since that uh, initial incursion, what's the population done, given the control measures that have been put in place? The populations
2: have probably slotted in as we would have expected with any uh, aphid population under Australian conditions. In the south what we typically are finding are populations are at their highest in spring but also I guess are reasonably common in autumn and then I guess will drop down through the colder, wetter months of winter and then of course during the very hot conditions of summer. Those are the periods that are not favourable for for aphids including Russian wheat aphids so I guess the populations do crash uh, during those times.
1: What are the important elements that need to be there in terms of an on-farm management plan?
2: Oh, well, look, there's... uh, I guess there's a number of things. You know, I guess one of the the key things for all pest management is around monitoring crops, understanding when the the highest risk periods are. Um, So, obviously, for a species like Russian wheat aphid, I guess people are using and relying upon seed treatments, um, which are proving to be very effective at preventing Russian wheat aphids infesting cereal paddocks early on in the season. And I guess what is typically being seen is that then people are monitoring, um, you know, coming out of winter into spring and enacting, I guess, an economic threshold based on that monitoring if needed.
1: And and can you explain that economic threshold concept and and if it's applicable here in Australia?
2: Yeah. So I guess early on, well, soon after the initial detection of Russian wheat aphid in South Australia, there was some economic guidelines, I guess, communicated to industry. Those uh, guidelines were taken from US experience and US data. And those guidelines are essentially a way in which uh, growers and agronomists can uh, weigh up the economics of whether an insecticide spray is actually worthwhile. And so those guidelines have not yet been validated under Australian conditions and using Australian cereal varieties, but they they appear to be holding up reasonably well.
1: So given that, how valuable is it to bring in pesticides for control?
2: I think they should always be there as a support. You know, fortunately we've seen is that a number of beneficial insects have taken very quickly to this new incursion. So we're seeing a bunch of predatory beetles and hoverflies and, and other insects, as well as parasitic wasps. And fortunately we've seen that they've moved across to this new species and are actually exerting quite good biological control. So there's strategies around conserving and and I guess protecting those beneficial insects. Of course in the south we also have opportunities to control the green bridge which is a non-chemical way in which we can manage aphid populations and then I guess those chemicals are, are there when needed.
1: So an integrated approach like it is in, in most cases?
2: Look, absolutely, yeah. While it's a new pest, I guess, in terms of how it's slotted into our cereal crops and our pest management, um, this is, I guess, no different to anything else.
1: So, so given everything that you've said, how confident are you that we can keep populations in check and, and it won't have too much of an impact on the Australian industry? Oh, look, I think
2: still it's early days. Um, of course, you know, we've only really uh, experienced two seasons with this species in, in Australia. And I guess in the south, at least... You know, it does appear to be quite a manageable pest, and I think growers and and agronomists are starting to get, you know, more familiar with how to manage this pest, recognising when the risks, I guess, are are most concerning and, I guess, are managing that risk. As, of course, the species moves further north, it's projected that they potentially will be in more favourable conditions, so climatic conditions are potentially more favourable in northern New South Wales and southern Queensland. So in terms of the impact and how Russian (coughs) wheat aphid slots in and how it's managed in those regions, I guess, is yet to be determined
1: that migration north how quickly is that happening
2: Ah, oh, look very difficult to know um i guess we we know that that aphids tend to i guess disperse long distances largely on wind currents what we haven't seen really at the moment is probably it's hard to know exactly because no one's mapping it but you know we've probably got a, a northern distribution of somewhere around forbes in new south wales um how quickly it will happen is is kind of anyone's guess but i guess what we have seen In a relatively short period of time since that initial detection, Russian wheat aphid are quite widely distributed in South Australia and in Victoria. So I guess, you know, it's probably not too far away from moving uh, into, you know, that northern part of New South Wales at least.
1: And are there things that northern growers can be doing to try and keep them away?
2: Uh, Well, no, there's not, um, because, (laughs) you know, this thing is well and truly entrenched into our, our cropping system, and as I said, it will move around on wind currents primarily. You know, yes, it can move around on machinery and other things, but that's not for an aphid deemed to be, you know, high risk. Um, so there's nothing really that we can do to keep it out. I think the, the, the key message is be mindful and be aware of what the symptoms look like. Um, if you notice those symptoms, have a look at your paddocks. You find aphids, I guess, send them off to the local authorities, you know, the state ag departments, and I guess follow the experiences from the south and, and I guess enact some of those messages and, and strategies that have been developed for the south.
0: Dr Paul Yaminer from Cesar And it's good to hear that beneficial insects will prey on Russian wheat aphids, so it's important to remember that in your pest management strategies. I'm Chris Brown, and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast.